Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. So anyway, uh, as, as some of you may know, uh, I recently single-handedly defeated um, uh, what would you call it? Um, non-competes, pro-Nazi talking points uh, in debate, you know. Um, but right before that conversation, I uh, and I never, I didn't get a chance to look at this before the conversation. Uh, he released a video on me. This was after I talked about Luna Oi's video on dialectical materialism, and it's really long and. Non-competes kind of like a wife guy. I mean, like, he's clearly doing this because Luna Oi is his wife. Like, he immediately cranks out, like, an hour, 30-minute video that he probably, like, hastily wrote a script to. And before, I thought, I'm probably not going to tear into this. Uh, it, it seems a little unfair. He's a wife guy. You know, whatever. Uh, but then, in his debate, he and Luna Oi both defended Nazis. So... Yeah, I don't care anymore. Let's let's take a look. I don't know if we'll be able to get through all of this. Wife guy? I mean, like, a, a guy and his wife, you know? A wife guy. See, he's got a wife to defend, you know what I mean? Compete, and this is... Hi, I'm EJ, this is non-compete, and this is gonna be... Nothing but the best frame rates for a hastily edited video. ...be a bit of a Frankenstein video. I'm cutting it together over a couple of days here. It's gonna be rough, bear with me. But this is a response video to a stream that Vosh did a few days ago uh, attacking one of my wife's uh, comrades, stream partners, videos. Uh, I'm talking about Luna of Luna Oi, and she has a video series on dialectical materialism. Vosh did a two-hour stream uh, going through the video, Views and per day. I ah. found it to be very disappointing. So that is what this video is about. I know a lot of you... Are going to be upset that I'm making this video. There are going to be people watching this who are big fans of Vosh, who are going to be inclined to side with Vosh from the beginning. I hope that you will watch this all the way through and hear me out because oh I really want you to see the things that I'm about to point out about Vosh and his rhetorical strategy. Uh, but I also know that there are people who hate Vosh who will be watching this and they would rather me just completely ignore things like this. But the fact is that tens of thousands of people have seen that video. Uh, and I think is this a Vietnamese microphone? I'll tolerate this for the sake of tearing into this, but this this microphone was not manufactured with the glorious, you know, workers' competence of the Soviet Union. Like what? Where? That a lot of them were deceived and fooled by the tactics uh, that and the rhetorical trickery that I'm going to point out deceived. in this video. So I hope that you will watch this in good faith. Let's get started. The main reason I have not talked about Vosh in in this kind of concrete confrontational manner you know head on is sincerely out of uh fear of retaliation from <laughs> some of the very toxic elements of vosh's audience but also because i don't like talking about individual personalities that much I, tr I try to avoid it because i think that the drama and the personal conflict gets in the way of discovering truth especially with personalities like this where there is just... I think I need to prime you guys, because this is particularly funny given one piece of information that I only learned about recently. So, EJ, uh, American Johnson, spelled with an E here, uh, left Twitter a while ago, 
And a person called Constance, who is an insane shit poster, uh, sort of called into Demon Mama's stream pretending to be non-compete. Or sorry, uh, EJ, same person. American Johnson, non-compete, same person. Um, and, and Demon Mama didn't know that Constance was faking it. It was like a meme or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the stream, okay? But apparently, even though Demon Mama honestly thought it was non-compete to begin with, and Constance was just doing a meme, Luna Oi and non-compete had some live stream that they were doing, and they were tweeting on Twitter trying to take Demon Mama's YouTube channel down because they were saying that EJ was being imitated to to defame him or something like like it was like it was just like like a dumb joke or something i'm pretty sure demon mama knew i think demon mama knew later like later learned i don't know if she knew immediately either way it doesn't matter um they the uh, luna oi and non-compete are like yeah yeah they accused demon mama of identity theft and said they were attacking luna oi or something Oh, Demon Mama knew when Constance called in but was tricked on Twitter. Okay, that's right, because Constance impersonates people on Twitter. Okay, yeah, yeah, And they said they were, like, racist towards Luna because, like, non-compete yells at the sky and accuses the sun of being racist towards Luna every day in the morning. Um, anyway, like, the idea that these guys, Luna and non-compete, are just, like, these, you know, impartial, theory-producing, you know, like, honest, salt-of-the-earth, just good old lefties, like, no. They're incredibly spiteful, uh, mean-spirited, uh, cry-bully um, uh, 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 pieces of shit who try to get people's channels taken down over false accusations of everything they can get away with, you know? So uh, uh, that, alongside a ton of other sh shit that they've done in the past and stuff that they've done in just the past few days, like, I think it's okay to be a little, a little mean. EJ himself calls uh, EJ calls himself an anarchist and advocates for re-education camps. EJ literally has an old video where I can't Demon Mama showed this on stream the other day where he's talking about what it would be like to live in a commune and he talks about how civil problems would be handled by the people's military. He actually said that the people's military for a commune, and then he talked about how people would be required to work in order to stay in the commune. Yeah, yeah, it's like. I, yeah, I believe in, in, in anarchism, you know? We'll have, you see, we'll have the people's landlord who will be paid the people's rent so that you can have, you know, that you'll have to work the people's labor in order to pay with people dollars. Like, yeah, it's just, oh, God. Anyway, just, yeah, there's no reason to take these people seriously. Uh, you know, a cultivated maelstrom of controversy. I don't usually make videos like this. And... I know that this is going to be very controversial with my audience. A lot of people are going to tell me just not to engage. A lot of people are going to tell me that I should just ignore this. But I'm, now I'm going to tell you why I am actually deciding to make this video. I think it's a huge problem. I think that the methodologies, if you want to call them that, the, uh, the lens through which Vash sees the world, the methodologies which Vash applies to what could be considered his analysis is counterproductive. I think it's harmful. And it really worries me that so many people are falling for wow. what I see as sophistry. What is sophistry? It's basically a word that refers to rhetorical strategies which are deceptive and in which the main focus is on winning, dominating, and there's really no emphasis put on actually discovering truth. So it's basically- So this is an accusation I get from people on the left all the time. Usually like Vosh only cares about winning. That's why every time someone he disagrees with goes up against him, they look bad. And it's like, no, it's just you all are stupid. 
Like, ev like every time the people on the left who I argue with talk with me and they get flustered and leave, it's not because of sophistry. They're just really dumb and they don't have answers to very basic questions, you know? Uh, like, it, like this... <laughs> It, like th this guy was saying idealism is when hypotheticals I it, like it, to him sophistry is anything more than smacking two rocks together basically just um, the strategy of doing what it takes to win in, in rhetoric uh, and I, I think that that's what Vosh does best one of those famous sophists of all time was Stephen Douglas who famously debated Abraham Lincoln in the Lincoln Douglas debates if you've ever done debate in high school or whatever you, you probably are familiar with that uh, and and Somebody wrote a description of Douglas, and they said, uh, I think this is a really great, great description of Vosh, actually. He, Douglas, slash Vosh, was everywhere known as a debater of singular skill. His mind was fertile in resources. He was a master of logic. No man perceived more quickly than he the strength or the weakness of an argument, and no one excelled him in the use of sophistry and fallacy. Where he could not elucidate a point to his own advantage, he would fatally be clouded for his opponent. In that particular style of debate, which in its intensity resembles a physical contest, he had no equal. He spoke with extraordinary readiness. There was no halting in his phrase. He used good English, terse, vigorous, pointed. Damn. He was utterly destitute of humor. Oh, and wait, hold on. Wait, so far so... Wait, hold on. Wait, he was utterly destitute of humor. I'm making jokes constantly. A slight appreciation of wit. Okay, that's not really Vosh's bag. Vosh has oh. a little wit. I'll grant you that. Thank you. Uh, he never cited Thank historical you. precedent. Thank you. Except from the domain of American politics. Uh -huh. Inside that field, his knowledge was comprehensive, minute, critical. Beyond it, his learning was limited. Sound like someone familiar? He was not a reader. His recreations no. were not in literature. In the whole range of his voluminous speaking, it would be difficult to find either a line of poetry or a classical allusion. But he was by nature an orator, and by long practice... Wait, that's kind of weird. If you're having a debate, why would familiarity with sources from a particular nation, or being familiar with classical allusions or poetry, bear any validity to the points you're making? If anything, this is actually really classist. This is an old classist description. What they're essentially doing is gatekeeping Douglas's learnedness. They're saying that he may be proficient rhetorically, but he wasn't a, you know, sufficient, uh, you know, he wasn't sufficiently learned in the traditional Western doctrines. When he said uh, familiar with points outside American politics, they're referring to European antiquity here. They're not talking about like, you know, familiarity with like Soviet farming practices. <laughs> this is really classist actually all right yeah we're citing rich liberals here you know james blaine what was this person's particular affiliation yeah an american statesman um yeah i, I, I don't know a debater. He could lead a crowd almost irresistibly to his own conclusions. He could, if he wished, incite a mob to desperate deeds. He was, in short, an able, audacious, almost unconquerable opponent in public discussion. I don't think that sophistry is good for the left. I don't think that we just need to... Nowhere in that description was anything bad described. Like, the description provided there didn't even say, but he would, you know, uh, distract from the point at hand or win at the expense of truth or anything. Like, you should have added that, right? To be trying to focus on winning debates on the internet, even with right-wingers, um, I think we need to be focused on discovering truth and aligning our ideology. Early on, there was an accusation of using fallacies. Wasn't it of calling out fallacies? In the use of sophistry uh, and fallacy. I thought, I assumed that meant like calling out others' fallacies, like an awareness of. If it's using fallacies, I guess that's the only line in there that indicates he was dishonest. Right? Our, our thoughts and our ideas with reality. To me, that is the main focus of political activity. This, to me, is one of the core reasons why dialectical materialism is such an important framework.
for my work. This stream that Vosh did, it's really remarkable. It's a remarkable document of the ways in which Vosh uses dishonesty, document. rhetorical trickery, and a lot of bullshit to kind of fool his viewers into thinking he knows shit when he doesn't. And believe Sorry, me, guys. I've seen enough of Vosh's stuff now that I know that this is not an isolated example. I also know that Vosh's uh, more energetic fans uh, love to talk about not showing context. I'm not going to obviously play the whole two hour video, uh, but I will show the timestamp for every point we talk about. And I'm gonna try to show, you know, the beginning and middle and end of each point that I'm responding to. But if you feel like I've left context out, if the time code is there and you can go look it up for yourself. I, if you wanna watch the whole stream of Vosh's go ahead, Vosh does this stuff regularly. It's a pattern of behavior. I don't believe that Vosh is actually interested in seeking truth. I don't think that Vosh engages with people like Luna or the, the other people on the left that he has attacked to truly discover truth. He's there to win arguments in a performative manner to get clicks and views and money. <laughs> Which I guess the question that I would ask people like this is how do you tell the difference between those two groups? Like if you keep losing when you talk to me, like how do you know that's because I'm some sort of tricky sophist who just keeps weaseling my way into victory as opposed to just the person with the better argument? Like how do you know? Couldn't you just apply this any time you lose an argument? Like, well, he just used sophistry. Like, how? I guess he's going to provide those examples. But you know. I mean, and that's the other thing. Like, he's huge, okay? Being huge and having a huge audience doesn't mean you're right. Popularity is not criterion for correctness, right? If that were true, then Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder would be much more correct than Vosh because they have much bigger audiences. So you can kind of tell when somebody is a sophist by looking at their worldview, right? Examining their worldview. Is it consistent? Is it coherent? Do they have clearly defined and established values? And do they have a clear, easy to identify perspective, right? Do they have a starting point where they see the world in a certain way? Do they have a philosophy that underlies everything that they say? You're looking for consistency and coherency and perspective. Sophists use eclecticism. Eclecticism is- But that's what I was trying to do with him. Remember, we, we had a conversation the same day this video came out or whatever. And, it, and he had no ethical system at all. He just kept, like, deferring back to dialectical materialism as though it was an ethical system, which it's not. ...is a hodgepodge philosophical framework in which you just grab points from wherever they're convenient to build your case. You can think of it as trying to build, like, an, uh, a case from an a priori position, meaning you start with a conclusion and then you backtrack... And this is what I said! ...the conclusion that you made at the beginning. The video that we're going to watch and check out today, the stream, is nothing if not an a priori conclusion. Vosh goes into the video trying to guess and predict what Luna is going to say, already having the confidence that Luna is wrong, even though he's read none of the source material which Luna's ideas draw from. You know, in that two-hour stream, it's the first... Okay, wait, first of all, there is a huge difference between not having a consistent statement and having predictions about things that will happen in the future. Second of all, it doesn't matter to me whether or not Luna's sources are correct. My position on Marxism-Leninism is that it's a state doctrine that idiots worship thinking that they're supporting communism. So for me to say, Luna Oi, your version of communism and everything related to theory is nothing more than state ideology that you've lapped up from the boots of your masters. And for Luna Oi to counter with, no, see, all this ideology is perfectly in line with the People's Educational Department's teachings of Marxism-Leninism. That doesn't really counter my position, does it? First time he's ever watched the video live, he goes into it cold. He hasn't even done the basic investigation of watching it offline first and getting a basic idea of what she's going to say. Why? In fact, he's guessing what she's going to say throughout the stream, and his guesses are all wrong. So it just shows that he has had done no investigation before he speaks. Why I don't think that Vosh's worldview is coherent. Why do I have to pre-watch? Vosh is attacking concepts in Luna's video that he's unfamiliar with, and it's very obvious, and I will show you it. He's show stretching me. and manipulating. So, so Luna's coming at this with a very concrete 
framework, the framework of dialectical materialism. Dialectical materialism well. is when I things are real. Well. The reason I understand it very well is because I helped Luna over the last, over a year, over a year now, we've been researching, Luna's been translating, we've been editing, and I've been helping annotate a 300-page textbook, a translation of the Vietnamese curriculum on dialectical materialism. We, none of these ideas are our own. We don't come up with any of them you know, from whole cloth. This is a text that was written by several dozen Vietnamese experts. These are people that have PhDs on Marxism-Leninism, on dialectical it's it's a really interesting way of looking at theory, isn't it? You know? Hey, like, all these ideas aren't ours. We're just reiterating stuff that was put into books by agents of the state, educated by the state, on behalf of the state, so it could be published by the state. Like, this is a appeal to authority. I don't care. Like, you... <laughs> what is that? Like, it's, it's so strange, you know? All um, authoritarian states put, like, punch-out state... Um, ideology. My issue is that Vietnam and a bunch of other, like, countries name their state ideology, like, communism, when it's not. Materialism, they, They're revisionists. They do know the source material very well, and it's very well cited and sourced in the text. So there will be a few times where I'm going to go back to the words of Marx and Angles and show the Show, show where Luna's ideas and information comes from, because it's not just something that she's making. They, because they rely entirely on um, the worship of authority, I don't think they can process the belief that I'm criticizing the theory of their masters. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm like, yeah, my issue is with the Vietnamese government's prescribed Marxist-Leninist ideology, uh, like, what do, they, what do they say to that? Can they defend it? Or is it just, like, a religious doctrine to them? Because I think that's what it is. It's just religious doctrine to them. They talk about it like the only relevant point at hand is how accurately they have adhered to state doctrine. Oh, the top of her head. Okay, now you can disagree with this stuff, whatever. But Vosh is not interested in the big picture, coherent framework of dialectical materialism. Basically, Bosch's goal in watching Luna's video is to obfuscate, to distract from the points Luna's making. And I'll show you that again and again and again. And to derail the points that Luna very carefully constructs in, again, what is part one of a three-part series, which isn't even really finished yet. So it's not like Luna is claiming to completely and exhaustively cover all points of dialectic materialism in, you know, this one part one of this three-part series, or even in the whole three-part series. It's a, it's a Waiting on me to be to accused of sophistry for making a counter-argument. Does clearly does not understand. You know, you might say that I'm poisoning the well. I'm telling you that these are patterns to look for. If you really think that I'm poisoning the well, then go watch the whole stream and then come back and watch this if you have that much time. But I'm just trying to build a case here that, that these are the things that we're going to be looking for again and again and again. Sophistry, incoherence, eclecticism. Oh Another big God. thing you see with Marx is slipsism. In his book, Ethics and Progress, the Marxist philosopher and ethicist Howard Selsom introduces this idea of moral solipsism. Uh, this is the basically the worldview which begins in one's own mind, and it's the viewpoint that basically you could just sit around and discover truth by thinking about things in your own mind. Oh and my God! Your essentially opinions and logical conclusions that you craft idealistically in your own mind is a solid foundation from which to build a worldview. I think that Vosh, in his rhetoric, in his analysis, is a moral solipsist. He, he literally like it's incredible the projection. He did. He doesn't have an ethical system. He just keeps running back to whatever intuitive beliefs he holds. I explained like for so again. He still thinks dialectical materialism is when things happen in reality, and idealism is when things happen in your head. Like he like that literally is it. Idealism is when you think, and materialism is when things are material. That's that's the extent of his thinking. Doesn't want to go to the texts. He doesn't want to go and look at. The world get on with it. Mind, Holy shit! Stuff, come up with his idea of what's right. He cannot focus out solution or evolve an idea without making any investigation. It must be watched. Get on with it. Made by all the proletariat, all the people. Oh my god!
Jesus. Whereas the socialists and anarchists are a numerical minority. That's even more true today than it was in Malatesta's time. Though they appear to enjoy the sympathy of the people as a whole. For us to be divided, even when there are grounds for unity, would mean divide to in the book that she's translating. All right. Okay. I keep seeing screenshots of this on Twitter. It's called How to Think Like a Vietnamese Communist and Intro to Dialectical Materialism. All right, I'm just going to lay all the cards up front, like right off. Okay, we're double speeding up, I guess. Okay. First of all, I've already read all theory. I don't want to hear it. So Vash says he's read all the theory. True. He doesn't want to hear it. And that's not true. I can tell you as somebody who has read all the theory that Luna cites, every word of it, because I, I helped make Cope. this video, and I've been helping her translate this book. And I have actually read the theory. He's not read the theory. There will be plenty of evidence for that. And Why, How do you think he's arrived at this position? Through thoughts in his head. That's idealism. That's solipsism. Cope. Massive cope. Let's just let's just watch and see and, and, and find the evidence that Bosch has not actually read all the theory as he claims. Second of all, uh, and this is really important, okay? Marxism Leninism is a real thing, okay? Basically, here's the history of leftist theory, all right? Cool dudes with revolutionary ideas wrote those ideas into paper and made them thoughts that people thought, okay? But then later, you know, other people with different ideas took power of states and they realized that the best way to maintain popular support was to maintain the veneer that their state uh, craft was being guided by the ideology that was so popular with the people. So what they did was they created a fancy term called Marxism Leninism or, you know, Marxism Leninism Maoism or Marxism Leninism with Ho Chi Minh Bot or whatever else. And essentially, they just took boilerplate authoritarian state ideology and were like, hey, but actually it's like the revolutionary state, so it's all good. Um, I, I understand that you can get like a PhD in Marxism, Leninism in, in, in Vietnam, which is very funny to me that a capitalist state would allow you to get a degree in a subversive revolutionary ideology. So Vash is just gloss Bars, by the way. Also, how did they manage to fuck up my audio? Like, you're recording it directly from YouTube over decades of history of various nations, some that still exist and some that do not, without citing any sources, <laughs> and just completely dismissed. Oh my god. You can tell, you made a statement, so, like, you can tell when they're really mad. Like, where's the source? It, it, it ultimately, it is the submissive mindset, you know? Um, all knowledge must come from authority to, to a person like Nongpapit, you know what I mean? Like, the, the reflexive thing that him, that him saying there, being, looking for a source, on a statement which is a assessment of theory, which is something that is not like down to empiricism, it indicates so much that he doesn't actually respect the process of engaging with theory, only with reciting it rote from people that he already respects. The, the concept of dialectic materialism by conflating it entirely with Marxism and Leninism, which dialectic materialism predates- Wait, what? I didn't mention dialectical materialism in that. Wait, did I mention dialectical materialism in that bit that he just clipped? I had mentioned it. It's Lenin's work, okay, because Marx and Engels were developing dialectical materialism before Engels was born. Now, that being what? said, of course, it is true that Luna is learning things from a Marxist-Leninist framework in her college I studies, didn't mention which it. includes writings of Lenin, okay? So if you want to make specific claims about the Soviet Union or about Lenin, you can do that. But to just gloss over all of that history and present this, this very um, simplified and really dogmatic version of the events of history without citing any sources, without any evidence whatsoever, that's an example of sophistry. Now, you know, I guess... Oh my god. Making a claim without citing a source on theory is sophistry. I, I, I mean, I guess we should expect this from a person who's demonstrated he doesn't know the definition of any words ever. But I think, yeah, it's, it's gonna be like any time I do anything. Like, I pause the video to to criticize Luna Oi, that's sophistry. I make a joke, that's sophistry. Like, we're gonna get everything here. Um...
How did he get this far? I'm, I'm glad about this because, like, nobody should be taking non-compete seriously. He's not an anarchist, and he's not a communist either. Uh, Luna Oi is a, um, is a nationalist, and non-compete is a whatever get him, gets him pussy. Like, that's it, really. That's all, that's all it is. That's all I care about. Um, it's just making sure that's known. I said that's all I care about because I said pussy beforehand, and I, I slipped in a Freudian sense for a second. I was reminded briefly that the only reason I ever became a leftist was to impress women in college. Um, but non-compete never grew out of it. <laughs> I, I do think, though, like, given some of the posts that I've seen from her, I really do think that if, like, if Vietnam put out, like, a statement saying that, like, the People's Revolution is being halted by, like, Judeo-capitalist activity in their country and they needed a pogrom, I think Luna Oi would support it. I don't think that she believes in anything outside of, like, defending the state. She's, like, said really weird shit. Um, she said before that the LGBT movement in Vietnam, which the government is opposed to, is a color revolution. That, like, Western foreign interference is promoting the gay agenda in Vietnam to, to destroy... It's just, it's just Vietnamese nationalism. That's, that's it. I don't think there's anything political beyond that. Thankfully, being a Vietnamese Marxist-Leninist doesn't actually have anything to do with being a communist, so it's like a really, 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 really blank slate when it comes to where you can go from there. Yes, I can't expect him to give the entire history of the Soviet Union to prove his points or whatever, but- Remember when Luna lied about a fake anarchist revolution to justify killing them? Yeah, I saw this. She just completely made this up, by the way. Back in the 70s, after he won the war with the U.S., a group of anarchists called to dismantle the Communist Party and Vietnamese government. Le Duan, the general secretary at the time, ha gave the order to kill those anarchists. I don't agree with this, of course, but I can understand. Like, apropos of nothing, just throwing this out here. Um, and it's just, it's a lot. Like, this didn't happen. And I saw a few days ago, Luna Oi um, responded to one of her fans saying, like, who was like, hey, this is completely made up. And Luna was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I think she pulled the ESL defense or something. Like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I didn't get... And the person was like, you just posted this, like, without knowing. You just, like, said this, and she didn't respond or something like that. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Maybe this is... Maybe, uh, maybe this is why Luna Oi and non-compete believe the Nazis had a point, you know? Can somebody find the screenshot? of Luna Oi responding to the person who was like, hey, this is a complete lie. If anyone can find the screenshot of that, you know? <laughs> hmm. Curious. Or more, uh, more fans of dogma here. Luckily, kids. Kids. But I would expect some backing of his claims and he never he never backs up his claim I'm he's not giving you a real comprehensive historical analysis what's no shit it's a live stream that doesn't mean you don't have to rebut the point though however he's just saying a bunch of stuff conclusions that he's drawn in his own mind and he's uh -huh. not even telling you what's led him to those conclusions to me this is but i did y yes that is where conclusions are formed it's in your mind idealism like hearing that like Amazon has like socialist, you know, like pro like you know, like like side jobs either. What, what are they called? Like the modules? Yeah, like socialism modules. You know what I mean? All of this criticism that he's making of the curriculum 
that Luna translated, he's making it without having examined the curriculum at all. I know. How do I know this? Because currently the curriculum only exists in Vietnamese. Why do I know this? Because Luna's the first person to be translating it to English. Now, the I read Vietnamese. I tweeted about this. The videos that she's made are drawn from the same source material. And if he's watched all three of those, which he hasn't, he's only watched the first one on stream, but if he watched all three of those, and he was actually drawing from what she is actually saying about the curriculum, it's one thing, but he's not. He's, he's trying to connect two things together which are not connected. He's trying to build this, this rhetorical logic chain that falls apart upon any kind of scrutiny. He's saying, okay, first of all, these socialist states, they're actually capitalist states, so we can't True. trust anything that they say. Second of all, these curriculums that they make, they can't be subversive because they're not actually socialist states. But True. none of this is addressing what Luna actually said. But wait, yeah, the, so, yeah we're, we're leading it along pretty well, actually. Yes, these are not socialist states. They're authoritarian. Uh, authoritarian states produced doctrine through their educational system to reinforce, uh, you know, the interests of the state and the mechanisms by which Soviet-aligned countries have historically done so is by calling their ideology, you know, Marxism-Leninism with blank characteristics, and then you read it and it has nothing to do with, like, what Marx wrote, or even with what Lenin wrote, really. ...is in her videos, which is literally just relating the essential ideas of Marx and Engels, dialectical materialism. He is, in fact, making a logical fallacy. And I always thought debate bros are supposed to be the experts on logical fallacies, but what he's doing is he's making an ad hominem attack. Now, the word ad hominem gets thrown around a lot, especially in the debate sphere, uh, but it doesn't just mean that you're insulting your opponent. It means that you are saying that an opponent's arguments are invalidated because of who your opponent is. So in this situation... No. Opponents' arguments can be invalidated because of who they are. That's not an ad hom. Uh, an ad hom is when you refrain from addressing an argument and instead insult a person using the insult as the argument. And don't get me wrong, I will ad hom you. But this is not one of those times. Basically, the entity that is the Vietnamese Department of Education, the Ministry of Education, is being invalidated. So it's like saying <laughs> anything that comes from- You're ad homing the Vietnamese Department of Education when you say that state education departments are propaganda. <laughs> it's incredible. He doesn't know the definition of any words. He's like, he, speaking of solipsism, He's like a definitional solipsist, you know? Like, he's like fucking Pyro from TF2. The world is just totally fucking different to him, you know what I mean? He's just, like, you could, like, his, his understanding of words is so different from mine. It's like we're speaking different languages. You could walk up to non-compete and ask him how the weather is, and he would punch you because he assumed you were making a sexual comment about his wife. Like, because all, you, like, you're, the words, like, just mean different things to him. Like, it's, it's, he's dangerous, you know? Watch out. I think I'm an anarchist to him means I'm going to shoot up a local post office. I think that's his like code or whatever. Be be watching be watching out for that one. Ministry of education is invalid. Period. It doesn't matter what they were drawing from, it doesn't matter what they say. That's an ad hominem attack. It is a logical fallacy. It's like if I was making this video and I just said, "Hey, Vosh is a jerk. He's a jackass." So everything he says is wrong. That's an ad hominem. It doesn't That would be an ad hominem. Well, again no. Technically, that wouldn't be an ad hom. An ad hom would be the insult instead of the argument, whereas what you've provided then is a, a, a defamation of character to support the argument. Still not technically an ad hom, but that is closer to an ad hom 
But that's not what I just... All right, we're... Again, Vosh knows nothing at all about the Vietnamese Ministry of Education, doesn't know anything about the materials that they produce, yeah, has didn't. never seen the curriculum, yeah, hasn't yeah. even watched Luna's video, doesn't even know yeah, what didn't. she's going to say. So Vosh wants you to go ahead and dismiss all of these ideas from this curriculum, sight unseen, even though he's not seen them himself, simply because they come from a state which he doesn't think is uh, legitimately socialist, as to say. This how how long do you think I would have to go looking through Luna Oi's Twitter account? And I'm talking about Luna because EJ is a bitch baby who will do whatever his wife tells him to. But how long do you think I'd have to look through it before I found her dismissing any piece of information because it was, like, aligned with U.S. State Department propaganda? Like, isn't that their main thing? Like, that's the main thing that, that like, tankies say. Anytime anything is inconvenient, they're like, well, that's state propaganda. Um you know, often it's not. In this case, we are literally talking about state propaganda, so. This is horrifically incoherent. The reasons that we can attack a book or an essay or whatever are because of the things that they contain, the content. Hey, the background is important in studying the work because again, you do want to seek a historical perspective, but Vosh doesn't know who wrote these books. He doesn't know the conditions under which they were written. He doesn't know the original sources from which they draw. What? And it's all evident in this little sophistic false logic chain that he presents. And like, again, it's just a uh, doctrine to him. He, he doesn't know the, the, the printing press that produced the book that Luna Oi read when she was studying in college. He doesn't know the, like, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck, what? What, what, how does this matter? Like, eh, Vosh did a live stream and he disagreed with us, but he doesn't even know what shoes I was wearing in 1997. Like, what are you talking about? The audience just, you know eats up because they don't know any better. So I'm gonna show you now, you know, some excerpts from this book that Luna's been tirelessly translating for over a year now. Look, it's all just referencing angles. According to angles, dialectics, so-called objective dialectics prevail throughout nature and so-called subjective dialectics, dialectical thought, is only the reflection of motion through opposites, which asserts itself everywhere in nation, blah, 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 blah. And then down here, two more quotations, uh, citations. Socialism, utopian, and scientific Friedrich Engels. The old preface to anti-during on dialectics Friedrich Engels. Have you really read all these books? Do you know what's being- That doesn't disagree with me. Wait, are we, are we kidding right now? Is this a meme? He said dialectical materialism is when you take into account reality, and that it was an ethical system as well. What? Scientific Friedrich Engels. The old preface, and then down here, too, people thought, is only the reflection of motion through opposites. Look at this. There are two forms of dialectic, the objective dialectic and the subjective dialectic. The objective dialectic is the dialectic of the material world, where the subjective is the reflection of the objective dialectic in human consciousness. According to Engels, dialectics, so-called objective dialectics, prevail throughout nature, and the so-called subjective dialectics is only the reflection of the motion through opposites which assert itself everywhere in nature, and which, by the continual conflict of the opposites and their final passage into each other, or into higher forms, determines the life of nature. First of all, this isn't about dialectical materialism. This is just dialectics. Second of all, this is only one written definition of dialectics, uh, which, as he admits here, is not uh, 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 something which only existed through Marx and Engels. Third of all, this is not an ethical system. And fourth of all, nothing here even disagrees with what I'm talking about. They don't understand their own theory. This is why I say I've read all theory, because tankies don't understand the theory that they've read. And when they come to me, like, all ass-pained about it, you know, uh, and they disagree with me, they miscite their own theory. But no, they haven't. I'll say this right now as a challenge. Anyone who disagrees with me, is there a book that you've read that you think disagrees with me? No, it doesn't. It does not, okay? And do you know how I know that? Because I actually have faith in the old theorists.
like Lenin and Marx, I actually think they're pretty smart dudes, okay? And if they were anywhere near as stupid as you would have to be to write things that agree with people like non-compete, they wouldn't have survived childhood. Non-compete non tier IQ people would have like choked to death on large rocks at like 16 years old. They would have seen a rock that looked like an egg and just like started like breaking their teeth against it and swallowed it and just died and fallen down a ditch. Okay, they wouldn't have written theory. There's no possible way anyone capable of constructing the ideas that non-compete believes in could have even achieved the level of literacy necessary to believe in theory. I reject this. So this is why I say I've read all theory. Because I have. Oh, hey! There we go. Thank you. Damn. That's crazy. Things CIA would say, lol, from a person concerned about um, uh, the elections in Peru. The USAID serves the CIA a threat. Like, this is like their main thing. Also, this tweet denying the Uyghur genocide. I know she's like holistically dumb. I really want to see her response to that one person. Oh yeah, here's her denying the Uyghur Muslim genocide as well. See? And, oh, it's an ad hom, because uh, she's saying that because the information is from Western sources, that it can't be trusted. Damn, that's crazy. Oh, here we go. Oh, wait, here we go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Look, look, look. So someone says, what the fuck is this, in response to her weird made-up tweet about why the Vietnamese government needed to kill anarchists. And then Luna said... Someone asked me about the history and I tried to explain it. I did not mean to imply I condoned what happened at all. It was very fucked up what happened and we admit that today. If I sounded like I condoned it, then that's not what I meant at all. Did it even happen? Luna Oi says, I don't understand what you're asking me. This person says, this event didn't actually happen. Luna Oi said, well, I certainly wish and hope you're right. Wait, you don't even know? Why would you tweet this if you're not sure? This is where we are. And then she doesn't respond. This is where we are. What's the quote tweet? I think one of the quote tweets is from my lads. Yeah. Wild stuff. Cancel culture has gone too far. Oh yeah, I saw this one too. It's very, very good. According to real Marxists, Marx, Engels, Lenin, white male, cancel, Ho Chi Minh, Mao, Fidel, dictators, cancel, Stalin, mass murderer, cancel. Let's cancel the whole world. I hate it when I do a mass murder and let this online cancel me. I hate it when 20 million people die and people judge me for it, you know. Uh, this Doesn't this read like a conservative shitpost right here? It's like this is just a conservative shitpost, except it's from like the Vietnamese like doctrines perspective. Like otherwise, ideologically, it is literally indistinguishable. Um, wild stuff, you know. And that feel when the left isn't even willing to tolerate um, mass murderers anymore. <laughs> um, God. If I can't find that color revolution tweet, um, does anyone know where you could find that, that Luna always, um, the color revolution was a whole video? It was a whole video. I might have just seen a screen cap of it. Oh my God. Oh yeah, here we go. Here's my video documenting recent color revolution activity in Vietnam pinkwashing imperialism in Vietnam. Literally, like, the, the gay pride flag. Hey guys, it's the West. <laughs> what is pinkwashing? They're, they're, they're essentially saying, like, this is, it's the same thing that, um, 
the Iranian government does. They say that uh, internal pro-LGBTQ activists are um, agents of like Western infidel imperialists. Um, they do the same thing, yeah. The evidence was this guy worked for USAID for a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 they do this for everything. Like, let's discredit the entire. This is a message for all the comrades in the global south and anyone who opposes. What is it with these guys and their audio? Oh my god. Imperialism. Here are some tips for how to identify a color revolution. Second, the with color rises. Happen when a country is having elections or in the midst of a political or economic crisis. Second, color revolution. Oh, here, fixed version with better audio? Jeez. Hi, I'm Luna. Thank Luna. God. Tips. Targets are usually poor imperialized nations with motivations. Targets are usually poor imperialized nations which challenge the hegemony of imperialist nations or which strive towards socialism. So the, the color revolution is what tankies refer to any social unrest that doesn't agree with their state doctrine, okay? Color revolutions usually happen when a country is having elections or in the midst of a political or economic crisis. You will notice that is the case of all revolutions. All civil unrest and revolution mostly takes place during political economic crises or around the time of elections. That's everything, all the time. So, yeah. Economy of then you have this one. Color revolutions can have many motivations. Targets are usually poor, imperialized nations which challenge the hegemony of imperialist nations or which strive towards socialism. So essentially, all this is saying here is uh, color revolutions happen in the countries that I like. Non-Western victims of imperialism strive towards socialism. It's just a categorical distinction that allows them to apply the banner color revolution to anything they don't like. Uh, you know, countries like Cuba, Vietnam, whatever else. Number three, color revolutions exaggerate social scandals to provoke people to protest. Huh. Well, I think that exaggerated or uh, overblown social scandals are kind of the bedrock of all protest. Guys, remember Rosa Parks? The term exaggerates doing a lot of work here, but in terms of like a ton of attention being paid, what about? George Floyd or Colin Kaepernick or what about the suffrage with like every time yeah small violations done by the state or injustices get blown up and get turned into the center of discourse on an issue so far color revolutions sound good exaggerate social scandals to bro but the use of the term exaggerate is designed to delegitimize it you know Exaggerate may be a technically accurate word because any, like, revolution or civil unrest is probably going to, like, really blow up an issue, but exaggerate implies that there was no reason to, whereas I think there's every reason to blow up, like, the George Floyd scandal, you know, the murder of George Floyd, and to make a huge deal out of Rosa Parks being, like, forced to sit at the back of the bus. I think that's fine. I think it's good. People to protest. Four. Asian provocateurs hold signs with vague slogans like democracy and freedom and provoke people to protest in order to interrupt regular activities like business or school. Five. So, again, uh, inviting people to protest to disrupt functions of the government is how protests work. And calling for democracy and freedom 
might be things people want. I'm sorry Vietnam and other countries you think are socialist have so many uh, countrymen who want democracy and freedom. School 5. Protesters will hold oddly chosen props and signs, such as flags of imperialist nations such as the USA or the UK, or signs written in perfect English in non-English speaking nations. Signs might seem prefabricated or overtly professional in design. Listen to the conspiracism here. The implication here is literally that, like, the CIA is giving these protesters, like, somewhere in Vietnam, there's, like, a CIA office that's pre-printing, like, pro-freedom protest signs. First of all, every country on Earth has people who speak perfect English. Second of all, you don't have to speak perfect English to write perfect English. I, for example, can't speak a word of Russian, but if you gave me five minutes with a computer, I could probably perfectly print a sign in Russian because we have tools that allow us to translate things. Before we had tools online, we had dictionaries that allowed you to do this. Russian to English dictionaries or Vietnamese to English dictionaries. It's not hard to do. Uh, additionally, prefabricated or overly professional. Yeesh. You know, I've seen this one thrown out there before. And a lot of it was for BDS protests in the United States. The pro-Palestinian protests. People talking about, like, uh, you know, Palestinian, uh, you know, sentiments being forced into these protest groups with, you know, this much support or these talking points or these signs or whatever. This is just a way of uh, accusing any protest you don't like of manufacturing, or, uh, you know, discontent with the assistance of... Um, of like state agitators. And it can apply to anything. So uh, also, you probably remember back during the Hong Kong protests, but like there were Hong Kong protesters like swinging around the American flag. Millions of Hong Kong protesters were showed up. Some of them are gonna have the American flag. America's a big country. I'm sorry. Espe like, yeah, obviously. Yes, there are people abroad who like America. And America is more free than Vietnam. In terms of our uh, level of democratization, we are superior. And America sucks, so that really speaks poorly to your country. Same with China. Really embarrassing, you know? Really falling behind the back of the pack on this one. Nine. Six. Demands are usually vague and constantly changing. Well, that's not an incredibly vague, funny, pointer that could be, you know, shifted to apply to literally anything whenever it's convenient. I think you guys get the point, okay? Uh, so this is um, essentially just how do, we, how do we stamp down on the will of the people while pretending we're doing so in the name of preserving the people's revolution? This is just fascism, plain and simple. It's a way of manufacturing uh, an imaginary the people and using it as a weapon against the presumed deviant outwardly and externally controlled force uh, that is corrupting your society within. This is like literally like point for point. This is exactly what far right uh, um, governments do when they're trying to crack down on dissent um, internally. Luna is a Vietnamese nationalist and probably is a fascist. Non-compete is a pussy lover and will go where the winds, you know, um, pull him. Uh, but yeah, just keep this in mind while I'm being lectured on being the bad socialist. Very important. Pretty yikesy from Luna. What is this? Can we say happy birthday to the USSR? 
This isn't that bad. That's fine. I light a candle to say happy birthday to the USSR. That's fine. We're just... Stop linking this tweet. Jesus. Okay, are, are we just all linking Luna tweets now? Jesus. Which asserts itself everywhere in nation, blah, 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 blah. And then down here, two more quotations, uh, citations. Socialism, utopian, and scientific free jingles. The old preface to anti-during. Oh, yeah, th this is where we were. So nothing cited here is A, even dialectical materialism, and B, contradicts anything that I said. Have you really read all these books? Do you know what's being referenced here? Yes. So you're not just attacking the state. Look, it's a, the book is packed full of quotations from Engels and Marx. Oh None God. of this stuff was just ginned up by the state. I'm telling you because I wrote half these annotations or more. I did the research to fact check and back all this stuff up. None of the core ideas, none of the ideas that are being presented come from the state. Okay, so regardless of whether or not you think that the state is legitimately socialist, this curriculum is rooted at the very foundation in direct quotes from Engels and Marx on dialectical materialism, the philosophy that Luna's presenting. Look, Wait, how does that matter? Wait, the quotes that you use and the way in which you select information is critical. You could create a text that does nothing but cite Marx and supports fascism. Depending on what information you present and what you leave out and what other information you synthesize in, you can produce anything from anything. Like, a, a, the total doctrine of a state is not made legitimate simply because its doctrine includes quotes from people that I like. This is all quotations from Marx, from Engels, from Hegel. They, they are talking like they're citing scripture. Yeah, this is this is a religious argument. Citations, anti-during, anti-during, dialectics of nature. The core text. There's material dialectic. There's um, dialectical materialism, except it's of Marxism-Leninism. So you know, ooh, that's gonna be funny actually. What are the citations for the dialectical materialism segment of Marxism-Leninism? Because Marxism-Leninism isn't about Marx, and it's not about Lenin. The term was synthesized by Stalin. So what are you going to pull from there, huh? Are being referenced here again and again and again and again. Not going to show. Exact text that Luna's drawing from in her video. Okay, not, not going to show. This shit up. Luna's not making this shit up. The Vietnamese Ministry of Education is not making this stuff up. They're drawing <laughs> it directly from Mark. Vietnamese Ministry of Education. I can't get over that. It literally, it's literally the term from 1984. Jesus. Marx and Engels, and yes, Lenin as well. It's like, it's like, hey, hey, guys, listen, Bezos isn't so bad. Look, you can take a listen. Okay, it's it's called the People's Warehouse. It's just, it's like, so yeah. I've, Show me, show me, show me, Vosh, where anywhere in Luna's video or anywhere in the text, they even talk about the state like this. They don't. They don't tell you anything positive. What? The entire 300-page book, which will be coming out soon. You can get a free copy for yourself. The digital version will be free. So you can go and check this hopefully within a month or two. They never talk about even justify the state. They never even talk about that. The whole thing is about philosophy. So Vosh right now is talking about shit he does not understand at all. He has no basis to be saying the things that he's saying. He's acting like this is a textbook on why you should worship the state. It has nothing to do with that. It's about things like, you know, the relationship between consciousness and the material world. It's about he's saying uh... things that he's saying. He's acting like this is a textbook on why you should worship the state. It has nothing to do with that. It's about things like, you know, the relation. So again, if your state doctrine is conflating empiricism with material um, dialectical thought, what you're doing then is you're promoting a state doctrine which is uh, which asserts that anything outside the conveying ideology of the Vietnamese government is anti-empiricist. Remember this? We went over Luna Oi's video, the one where she was live streaming and she was confronted with that evidence that the Vietnamese people fucking love free markets, and she was talking about how um, uh, and she was talking about um, or wait, was this in that or was that in the other thing? I forget which video it was in, whether it was in that bit or whether it was in, in, in this bit, but um whether it was in the video that we watched, uh, but they constantly conflate dialectical materialism with empiricism. They are not the same thing at all. They are just not.
But if you pretend that they are, you get to pretend that everyone who disagrees with you is an idealist, which is what non-compete did, uh, you know, much to his failure. Demon Mama said Vietnamese anarchists think Luna is a fascist. Anybody who is an anarchist should think that Luna is a fascist. Can you imagine anyone talking about anything the way that Luna talks about Vietnam? Can you imagine American talking about America? Like, we've all heard people who talk about America the way Luna talks about Vietnam. We all know who those people are. They're insane Republicans. They're the people who buy, like, thin blue line gun holsters. Uh, like, they're, they're like the Viet... They're like the, yeah, Alex Jones tier people. You know? They're insane. You have to try very hard to be as nationalistic as an American as Luna Oi is towards Vietnam. Relationship between consciousness and the material world. It's about how things develop over time. It's about how all things in the universe are connected. He's oh painting a picture that is inaccurate. It's, religion. it's dishonest. And quite frankly, it's harmful to the left. He is, as Malatesta wrote, dividing the working class even where there are grounds for unity. And this is what he does throughout the video. I never thought I would need any of this knowledge area in my life. I thought it would just be a normal government office job for the rest of my life. But the world has gotten so scary so fast. Oh my god. Okay, can you please, I'm begging you, can you please apply for a People's Grant from the People's Republic of the People's Vietnam and get some fucking money put towards your editing? I have no idea why you, this video was already a million fucking years long and you insist on overlapping, like, speed-ups, not fixing the audio, like, why? Now, I know that this knowledge is very important, and I'm glad I got to study Master's Lenin's and Ho Chi Minh ideology so deeply as student. So I'm going to share this knowledge with you now, but I will try to make it much less boring than my- Like, with respect, I'm not speeding up my video right now. Luna Oi is not the easiest person to understand as a native English speaker, okay? That's not an insult, it's just true. I don't know why you would speed it up, so I have to, like, concentrate really fucking hard to hear what she's saying. College classes were. I was born and raised as Master's Leninist. In Vietnam, we studied Master's Leninism and Ho Chi Minh talk from primary school all the way through college. That's so fucking- that's so- oh god, damn weird. What is that? Why is it weird? That that definitely sounds like a what economic and philosophical. It's yeah, not indoctrination. The weird the weird thing is okay. What it, it's it, there's a very different there's a very big difference I think between like being sort of implicitly taught something. And, what is and this audio? Sort of like explicit state ideology. You don't know what she was taught, Vosh. You don't know what she was taught. You've never seen a Vietnamese textbook. You don't speak Vietnamese, and this curriculum yes, I do into English until now. You don't know what she was taught. You don't know what you're talking about. But you're you're so confident. So actually, I think it's really interesting, by the way. Keep this in mind that non-compete here is saying you don't actually have the ability to criticize Luna Oi's political philosophy unless you have literally read the Vietnamese texts, which are according to them not in English right now. So you actually can't disagree with Luna Oi unless you speak Vietnamese and have read the specific books. They don't believe in the idea of arguing their positions. It's doctrine. They, it, like, is he not arguing this the same way like a, a, per, a priest may have argued like religious doctrine back when the Bible was in Latin? The Bible wasn't translated into Middle English for a long time because when it was kept in Latin, only the very wealthy, very privileged uh, clergy were able to understand the contents of the Bible, you know? Which meant that essentially, if you were a peasant, you had no ability whatsoever to second guess anything the clergy said. You ha you literally were unable to. But that's religious thinking. Isn't that odd? I think that's very weird. 
This is not... Oh yeah, this is literally Mormon. Uh, Joseph Smith, only I knew the true translation. Yeah, Luna Oi, like, what was it? He, like, dug a hole? Luna Oi dug a hole and wore a special hat and then looked in the hole when no one else was there and saw God. Now, now there are Mormons in Utah or something. I don't know. Mormonism's really dumb. They thought Jesus was American. How leftists should behave at all. This is not conducive to building a movement in which we trust each other and in which we are grounded in reality. You're making shit up. Debate bros are always accusing everyone of straw manning. That's exactly what you're doing. You're building a straw man of what Luna was taught. You don't know what she was taught. There's Is there any place in this video where he actually addresses the points that I've made rather than bitching that I haven't read the fucking Luna Oi's high school textbooks? Is this whole video literally just him complaining that I haven't read Luna Oi's high school textbooks? Because Yeah, she's telling us what she was taught. Like, the, the video that she made was her explaining the stuff that she believed, and I was responding to those beliefs. There's no way that you could know unless- I'm, I'm, I'm gonna skip ahead, because we're 28 minutes in, and all he's done is complain that I haven't read the books. Vietnamese. Which I have, by the way. Yet. The curriculum that she translated, which by the way, the, even, the, even the 300 textbook, oh my 300 God. textbook, is only the first part of oh my God. one book from one of the classes that Luna took. You so, e so even after they translate this, you still don't get to criticize her. It'll be years before English speakers get to criticize Luna Oi. Years and years. It'll take decades for them to criticize the text that you need to read before you can criticize her. So buckle up, guys, because until, until she's done translating everything, uh, you have no way of challenging her points because that's how knowledge works. Don't know what she was taught. You're making. Oh my god. We should be skeptical because this is coming from a state that blah blah. Oh my god. Done and done all this research, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh my god. So if Vietnam is capitalist, then nothing that comes out of Vietnam from Vietnamese socialists has any validity whatsoever. <laughs> it's a way of discrediting Luna and silencing. Thirty times that, which is pretty incredible, right? Okay, please. Seg okay, finally, a guy who makes some sense. Me. Materialism. Just watch. Yeah, look at that. Right down here. This. I wish this was more like exponential or whatever but like right here back in uh 1988 i think 1989 their gdp per capita was less than a hundred dollars it was one seventh of the philippines like look at this nothing and now it's um like 30 times that which is pretty incredible right gdp is a capitalist creation and uh vietnam is a capitalist country i'm not sure what the issue is oh it's gdp is a capitalist creation and vietnam is a capitalist country that doesn't mean anything it dude are you sleeping on the couch right now is this is this is this the what, like, what's going on, man? This, like, come on. You're out in the doghouse. Is is this a whole thing? What? Come on. It's just a, another example of sophistry. He just <laughs> throws that out there. <laughs> Dude, he's not in the doghouse. Yeah, he's in the fucking tool shed. He's he's sleeping standing up. He's He's laying the back of his neck against a rake. Oh, my God. Holy shit. There, as a little dig at Vietnam to try to undermine Luna's points about dialectical materialism, which really have nothing to do with- No, I wasn't undermining Luna Oi there. I was responding to a, a person in my chat who said that GDP was a capitalist creation. So I was- He doesn't even understand. Does he know how live streams work? People in your subreddit thought this was good? Yes! There were people in my subreddit who watched this video and were like, finally, good faith criticism of Vosh. I can't, I hope this is a purge of all the optics frogs in my community. You people are insane.
You this this video could have been like 90 minutes of, of a Pornhub video of non-compete goat seeing the screen, and it would have been as compelling an argument in favor of his positions. I would have respected it. I respect a man who's willing to air the inside of his asshole. But instead we get this. With any of this. This is sound and fury signifying nothing. Okay, he's proving nothing with these charts. <laughs> By saying Vietnam's capitalist, sound and fury signifying nothing, raging against the heavens. This is something that sophists do all the time, by the way. They make these little snide remarks because it oh my God. Case without adding any substance. And it also gives them plausible deniability that later on they can go back and say, oh, I was just joking or you don't have a sense of humor or whatever. What, what was I joking about? Vietnam's capitalist. What do you want from me? What, how is that a joke? And this brings to mind all- Oh, the funny thing is actually, um, remember how the sophist that he shared the quote of earlier was a person with no humor or wit uh, who would distract from the point of the matter by going into irrelevant divulgences? Just it's interesting, because him talking like this, saying that I was trying to debunk Luna Oi and Strawman by responding to a chatter with a factually correct point that I believe wholeheartedly, is actually itself sophistry. This is, and I won't lie, this is sophistry. The reason it's hard to identify it as is because he's stupid and it's difficult to notice sophistry when it's being employed ineffectively. That's it. That's literally it. Sophistry is generally associated with competence because the famous sophists were all people who were rhetorically proficient enough to get away with it. But this is like, it's, it's essentially like watching a person try to juggle but they're so bad at juggling that you think they're just tossing stuff up in the air to hit it on the ground. You know what I mean? Like you actually, like it's, at, it, it, you, you don't even know what they're trying to get at yet. To you, it just looks like they're like, like just like throwing rocks up, you know. Also, Socrates' critique of the sophists, he talked about there was a danger in teaching people rhetoric without teaching them wisdom. And why is this shit? The sophists believe that there was no absolute truth. Get back to me. The, he, every, okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm the funniest bit from this video. So we're going to air very small amounts of non-compete. And, and, you know, Vosh is clearly doing that here now. Three years is meaningful in any way. Then, yes, you know, that, 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 is, that does mean something. There is some kind of metric worth there, you know. Criminologists in Vietnam basically just authoritarian stock terms. If you want social democracy, go to the Scandinavian countries. Yeah, Vietnam has some good stuff, but yeah. He just went and Googled a chart and looked at it for a few seconds. So there was absolutely no point in anything Bosch just said at all. What? The reason I brought that chart up is because I was showing the GDP growth after the uh, liberal economic reforms Vietnam put in the 90s. That's what I should. What? Yeah, what was the point of even showing that clip? Wh what? Over 100 years, Marxism has been tested all over the world. Many times, communism has almost been wiped out by capitalism. But to this day, Marxism still exists and lately it's been growing more and more popular, even though capitalism has spent so much money and so many resources trying to wipe us out. It's, it's like talking about capitalism and communism like they're two kaiju battling in the middle of the Pacific, dude. Holy shit. Ca <laughs> Marxism has faced many great difficulties. The tyrant of capitalism has grown strong and has much money. However, their battle continues. <laughs> uh, Unironically, what, uh, what a lack of materialist uh, analysis does to a motherfucker. For example, in the USA, capitalism is what gives the white supremacism and transphobia and all other forms Ooh, of- Ooh, he's gonna get super mad over this one. ...your tree, the power. It's the capitalist state that uses- this and lately it's been growing more and more popular, even though capitalism has spent so much money and so many resources trying to wipe us out. 
for example, in the USA, capitalism is what gives the white supremacism and transphobia and all other forms of bigotry the power. Is the capitalist state that you... No. Incorrect. Moving on. No, I will not elaborate. Uh, any economic superstructure is going to be vulnerable to exploitation from, um, from bigoted groups, but that doesn't have to be capitalism. That could be, that could be feudalism. That could be, you know, mercantile. When did she say otherwise, Bosch? When did she say otherwise? When did she say that capitalism is the only economic mode of production? The power. It's the capitalist state that uses us out. Even though capitalism has spent so much money and so many resources trying to wipe us out. For example, in the USA, capitalism is what gives the white supremacism and transphobia and all other forms of bigotry the power. It's the capitalist state that uses this. There. Oh, she didn't technically say that's the only thing. Yeah, well, that was pretty much what the statement said. Yeah. The only economic mode of production that can have secondary contradictions and, and other forms of oppression. Luna has written extensively in other works about secondary forms of contradiction and how Vietnam is still working to dismantle secondary forms of oppression as they're building socialism. She's written about these. When she's not posting videos on how LGBTQ protests are color revolutions, you know. Things. You are literally putting words in her mouth that she did not say, the definition of strawmanning. You're saying irrelevant bullshit right now. She didn't say that capitalism is the only form of economic production that leads to things like bigotry and prejudice and sexism. She said that under capitalism, it is the system of capitalism, which this is, by the way, basic Marxism, right? The economic base defines the superstructure. The superstructure also impacts the base. She's saying that under capitalism... That's not... God, he doesn't understand anything. Oh, God. I really have read all theory. Oh, Christ. No. The relationship between the base and the superstructure was not something Marx wrote as a holistic description of the ways in which uh, 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 capitalism is, uh, you know, the, the, the bedrock or the economic system of the time is the bedrock of all identity-based exploitation. No, that is not the case. That's simply not true. That's class reductionism. It is capitalism which defines and enables these forms of oppression to exist as they do. A great example of that is whiteness. I have a whole video on how whiteness as a form of oppression dialectically developed alongside capitalism okay so whiteness and racism against black people and, and people of color in the form the form which it takes in the bourgeois civil society the superstructure which we have today it exists in that form as determined by capitalism that doesn't mean that it will just magically disappear when capitalism disappears and capitalism won't magically disappear and she never said that. And she didn't say- There are so many, like, disparate ideas. I, I don't- I don't even know. He's- he's thrown out, like, six things that are either, like, varyingly or completely incorrect. I, how do I- Oh, God. Every- every fucking minute from this guy is like a shotgun blast of misinformation. And I can't believe people got their fucking info from this. Okay. Um. How do- where do I even start? Okay. So. It is absolutely true. And I said this in the bit he's responding to. That capitalism is a system which can be exploited to uh, to, to to reaffirm social grievances um, and and bigotry and exploitation. However, the point I was making is that uh, it can happen through any economic system, and what's more, it can happen through non-economic systems, even under capitalism or under other systems. Yes, the concept of whiteness uh, was built parallel to capitalism. Our understanding of whiteness was mostly a post-hoc economic and social justification for the transatlantic slave trade, et cetera, et cetera. That's not the point that I was making, though, so it's not really... Say that there aren't problems with 
you know, different forms of oppression like sexism in Vietnam today. Luna faces sexism in Vietnam today. She's bisexual. She faces various forms of bigotry. In it's the people's sexism. Non-compete. And this is coming off an awful lot like you projecting Western, <laughs> Western idealist, uh, uh, you know, philosophy onto uh, Vietnamese color revolutions. Be careful. Vietnam today. Okay, so she's not making the argument that a bourgeois civil society and capitalism are the only ways. I, you know she didn't say that. You just watched her talk for several minutes un uninterrupted. Were you actually paying attention to what she was saying? Or do you just want to insert a He's such a wife guy! Were you even listening to my wife? My wife? Were you even listening? Did you, were you even paying proper respect? Bullshit line of sophistic rhetoric. Yeah, getting boring again. She's never once said otherwise. Find me a place where she's ever said otherwise. You're making shit up, Bosh. And your audience doesn't see it because you're very gifted at making shit up with the utmost confidence spewing it out as though it's well-measured and, and based in the factual evidence. The people's wife. No, that's called cuckoldry. Um, am, I, uh, am I making this up? Molest we're, children and it has a positive. Adults can molest children and it has a positive outcome. Am I making that up? Many are curious. I'm non compete. Nazis had a point. I'm Luna Boy. Nazis had a point. Maybe the maybe that the Nazis have a point. Maybe the maybe that the Nazis have a point. Maybe the maybe that the Nazis have a point. Maybe the it's so good. So, uh, recognizing that this is true is materialism, and idealism is when you believe that it's false. Or whatever. It's not. You just made a bunch of shit up. You put words in her mouth that she didn't say. Period. Um, if you if you want any, I mean, I'm, I'm a, and he just goes on and on. You can go watch it. It's at 1332 if you want to watch it. It is right, a live so, stream like, to the USSR social or not social. Maybe I can do a GoFundMe or something to try to translate them all. Follow me on Twitter or continue becoming my patron if you're interested. Now you're skipping around. I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah, I, I would be totally down to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like I'm coming in here with a pretty negative attitude towards this whole enterprise. Well, I'm glad that you just admitted that you're coming to this with a negative attitude in bad faith. The books are trained. What? He just accused me of putting words in Luna Oi's mouth. I never said bad faith. I said negative attitude. Is then I think you both are stupid, which I've proved materially in 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 the subsequent conversation. Um, I did not say bad faith. People misuse bad faith, like the term, so much. Being bad faith means that you are being dishonest, either explicitly or like misleadingly. It's when you're being so uncharitable that you are distorting the truth of the of the conversation. Being mean is not being bad faith. It's just being rude. Disliking a person is not being bad faith. It's just being rude. Pointing out that Luna and non-compete both think the Nazis had a point is not bad faith. It's dialectical materialism. We're doing the final edits now in the typesetting and they'll be available soon and the digital copy will be absolutely free. And if you want to donate to Luna Vaj, you know, for all the work that she's put into this over the last year, putting No. And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours in this translation, I've watched her doing it. Then, uh, you know, you can go check out her Patreon and support her there. You know, you've used her content enough to get, you know, super chats and shit on your platform. You know, it might be nice for you to throw a few bucks in this way. But anyway. No.
Moving on. Understand a ton of history. There are a ton of um of, of historical developments, ideological shifts, wars, revolution. Wait! I was just about to explain to him what dialectical materialism is. Oh, he could have learned, but he skipped over it. Ah. He could have learned. That was the part where I actually explained. I've given the explanation enough, but like, just in case you guys don't know, do you, you guys know, right? One more time. Okay, really quick, because I'm, I'm getting a little bit better at explaining it, okay? Okay. Basically, it's a lens of analysis for understanding the way in which human systems develop. And historical materialism is when you apply that lens to human history, okay? So, you know how, like, there's been a pretty reliable trend if certain things throughout human history like we used to have like you know uh hunter gatherers then agriculture we had pharaohs and like you know god emperors and then we had like monarchs and kings and then we and then we have like mo like liberal republics and even we don't really have kings anymore we just kind of have like dictators when when it's authoritarian like like things have like moved in a direction right okay the idea that used to prevail was that this was a kind of uh, process of human ideas advancing, you know. Um, I, uh, uh, dialectical idealism, which is considered more of a Hegelian concept, is the idea that things move forward, that we sort of advance the movement of our systems uh, by reconciling the antagonisms between ideas and their contradictions. So an example of this would be uh, the United States of America was founded on the principle that all men are created equal and that all men should be free, but then we had slavery. What's up with that? So an idealist understanding of the abolition of slavery might be that the contradiction between America's proposed values and its actual, like, the things people actually believed eventually reconciled and then we ended slavery. And as we all know, racism stopped after we ended slavery. Um... Uh, dialectical materialism, which is not just a Marxian concept, but is really broad and variant and, uh, you know, it pulls from a ton of sources, is the idea that it's actually the antagonism which develops at the point of intersection between different classes and their material interests. So under capitalism, you have the bourgeois and the proletariat and subdivisions within those groups, you know, you have labor aristocracy and you have like the proletariat abroad and stuff like that. But the idea basically is that human development is brought about when there is conflict between these groups. That if you take a look at the fall of monarchies, the development of democracy, the end of slavery, all of it, it's not about people's ideas. It's that different groups want different things in the world. Their material circumstances differ as a product of their class dynamic, their relationship. And the antagonism there, as circumstances change, lead to differences in power and progress between those groups. And that is what brings about real change. And understanding things that way, you begin to recognize certain things. Like, for example, monarchies uh, did not, uh, uh, like, I guess an example could be like um, the Magna Carta was not developed when the kings just suddenly became, you know, more progressive in England. But rather, it developed because the uh, court of aristocrats underneath the king had more power uh, than they did before because more resources were in their possession collectively than was held by the king. They had a greater position from which to navigate uh, and negotiate. And therefore, 
you know, they had more power and their differing interests led to a change in circumstance. There are tons of things that affect the world like that. Do you know how much of like medieval political engineering was literally just a product of how thick walls could be built and whether or not weapons capable of breaching them could be built? Literally, from like ancient Greece until the invention of the cannon, the, the best defense we had was building big stone walls. And that changed so much of the political situation. We had lords lived in castles because castles were defensible and they could only control territories as large as they could protect in the periphery around their castle. Everything, all these political systems and ideas were built around material, uh, uh, you know, limitations of existing technology and of the antagonisms of different groups at that time. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Does everyone get that? The way sieges were, that's why sieges were so common back then. People didn't breach castle walls that often. Normally you just built a wall around their walls, uh, kept uh, caravans from entering and starved them out. And that's what led to a ton of political change. People formed ideas. Machiavellianism, the idea that uh, the, this sort of self-centered political philosophy of the ruling class, the idea that they should be like these agents of se like self-actualization of will, that the peasantry like are essentially pawns to be used at the behest of the king. Um, this was built off of the consequences of the different material influences different political classes had at the time. I know I sound like a bit of a sort of um, um, a, um, a broken record on this, but like that's the general idea, you know? Um, and the, the, visual, uh, the visual element that I used to explain this before was this, fault lines, okay? You can think of human society or really basically any institutions that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis as being kind of like the plate tectonics of the earth, where conflicts arise generally at the intersection between different class interests. In this case, the class interests would be the different tectonic plates. So where they intersect, that's where the antagonisms occur. Uh, earthquakes don't always happen at the fault lines. Sometimes they happen over here in Maine, you know, uh, but most of the time they happen along the fault lines. And most of the time, history is driven by the consequences of these uh, developments, if that makes any sense. But that's the idea. Um, and historical materialism, dialectical materialism, these are just ways of looking at the world. They're not prescriptive judgments. They're not modes of behavior. They're just ways of looking at history. And Sokhtan Leff asks, on the spectrum between ideology shifts driving societal developments versus economic shifts doing the same, where do you fall? Mostly the latter. Um, I think that people tend to form ideas as a product of material circumstance, not that their ideas shape those material circumstances. Or if it's a chicken and the egg situation, I definitely think that the material circumstances are the, the bigger force of the two. To put it another way, we just talked about this. You know how the transatlantic slave trade was one of the driving forces in uh, producing whiteness as a concept? Our entire modern understanding of race derived as a product of the economic material relations of European slave traders. They developed a, 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 a whole fake science of race to explain, to justify uh, what was already economically beneficial to them. It wasn't the other way around. They didn't already have that understanding of race and then as a product of it, went ahead and did the slave trade. The slave trade was the thing which was materially um, driven towards, whereas the idea of race followed afterwards. 
Okay. So anyway, that right there, that's like the basic idea from my perspective. Um, so yeah, just trying to compensate for whatever like misinformation these guys have spread. And that was part one of a two-part podcast. If you're interested in finishing it, then uh, you should wait for the next episode.